We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. And welcome to Overnight America. Okay. Oh, we're going to do this tonight. Got a couple hours together, and I spent a lot of Saturday outside. It was the perfect day to get some work done on the yard, and it was one of those days where I thought all the lawnmowers would start up at the same time. I thought I'd be out there raking some gumballs up, taking care of some. I got the power washer out. It was warm enough to at least not get too cold when the water was going. I was power washing anything I can power wash. It was great. And I didn't hear one lawnmower start up until the very end of the Saturday. It was perfect. Couldn't ask for anything better. Then the storms came in and we saw the storms hit here. Uh, my son and I were looking for hail. And then we see over on the other side of the river, on the Illinois side, some of these reports of damage and tornadoes. And oh, my goodness, it was terrible. Terrible. And it's amazing that these things could go uh, in a way where you could be perfectly fine just a couple of miles away and not even realize there's something going on. It wasn't until today that I even saw in the news that there was problems over in Illinois. It was really something else. So uh, I wanted to uh, bring up a few things here on the show tonight. And later in this hour, we'll talk about the border and some things that have happened over the weekend, if you're unfamiliar with that. Uh, a couple of things, too. Apparently, the Biden administration's working on a COVID-19 passport. So lots of concern there. But I, I wanted to start with this. My wife and I have seen this television show called Superstore. It's on NBC, and it just wrapped up this week. Superstore is a television show that it's like the workers of Walmart, but they call it Cloud Nine. That's the name of the franchise where they sell everything. And the backdrop is St. Louis. So when you look at some of the pictures, it has the arch and the skyline of St. Louis. They make St. Louis references. There's good Cloud Nine stores across and there's bad ones. They happen to be at a bad one. They don't really talk a lot of local things. It's not like they bring up Ted Drews or you think of all the classic things that anyone in St. Louis would bring up if they were to write a story about St. Louis. We, it's not one of those types of shows, but they do talk St. Louis just briefly. Like, oh, the, they might go to Kansas City for the weekend uh, is something they would mention or, you know, just in general. They don't mention Missouri all that much. So we were watching it because the show was wrapping up 
and it ended this week. And I was thinking, okay, I wonder what they're going to do. So one of the episodes, it was a two-part last episode. So two half-hour shows. And one of the storylines is that the stores might get shut down. So the Cloud9 is thinking about going to an all-online model, meaning they're going to close all of the different in-store, like actual places where you can go in-store. So what they decided to do is try to class the place up as much as possible so they would be considered one of the locations that could stay open. That was their plan, their, their scheme, per se. And while they were cleaning it up, they find a duffel bag full of severed feet. Yeah, severed feet. So they're going around, and then there it is. You hear one of the members of the team scream, ah! and they didn't know why. And then they realize it was an appropriate reaction because they open up this duffel bag and there's eight severed feet inside of there. And I thought, wow, they really did their research on St. Louis, didn't they? <laughs> would that a gag would have worked? Would that storyline have worked in any other city? If they were doing that in Nashville, would they have been able to do the severed feet story? Of course not. I thought, man, they really went out with a great slap in the face to St. Louis. But then again, is it much of a slap in the face when it's realistic with all the crime problems we have here? I know it's a, seems like a cheap shot, but you got to be kidding me. St. Louis isn't getting any better. <laughs> it's not getting any better in the crime department. And it doesn't, you know, this might be a crystal ball type of moment where they can look around and say, uh, maybe the uh, severed feet thing is an omen. Maybe that's what's next. Maybe that's what's uh, coming up here. Maybe we don't want to address it or figure it out. Last check, I think we're at 40 homicides, but I think that number is actually low because they haven't counted the last couple of days, including this weekend. The last one from the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department was from the 26th. So if they decide to update that number tonight, I'll let you know. But what we're even finding is that it's just it's going to be weird. We're going to have a new mayor in St. Louis, and that's definitely going to change the dynamic of things. Um, it could get really bad if it's Deshara Jones, and that really does scare me. There's more news about her campaign and what could be happening in the city and county. So it looks like she'd be pushing real hard for new taxes, even if you live in the county, which would um, is an interesting play. We'll have to talk about that in the show. There was an article this weekend talking about it. But if anything, I'll get Tom Sullivan on the show this week. A couple of other things that will be coming up. Our friends in Canada will join us at 1230. We do our regular hookup with them. It's called, uh, we don't really have a name for the segment, but their show is called The Shift. And, of course, here is Overnight America. Between our two shows, we reach a lot of the United States and Canada. So it's kind of a cool thing where we do an interview at the same time. It's the cross hook up with our two late night talk shows. So that'll be our regular. And coming up after the break, I do want to talk about videos from down at the border. Ted Cruz took one. Didn't look too good. And the Biden administration is really in some trouble when it comes to the southern border. Lindsey Graham came out and just told it exactly like it is in the problems of the southern border. I'm going to talk about that coming up, too. If you're up late, you're just hanging out, you're doing whatever you're doing and you want to call in, you always could at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120, whatever works best for you. This is Overnight America, KM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Moex. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. It's amazing. It really is amazing how the nights are just a whole different thing. And I got to say, it seems like the ideas and the mindset and all kinds of things change at night, which is fine, which is good. Uh, I was reading some of the text messages that came in. Uh, one from Mary Lynn. Welcome back, Ryan. If Jones gets in, we're screwed. <laughs> oh, man. I think that this next debate that's coming up, the second one, you, there really has to be a more, I mean, a real look into her past and all the controversies in her past. She's got a lot of controversies. They're just kind of glazing over that right now as if she's coming in and there's nothing in the past to report on. But she's got all kinds of problems and baggage. And I even did a tweet on this a couple of, was it last week? Maybe less than a week ago. What I did, I decided to go through and look at as many as I could find just in the allotted time I had, which was roughly about 45 minutes of news headlines of some of her controversies since she's taken office. And there's a lot to report and they're not good. So you got to go into this knowing these things, because if you were to just watch these debates and think, oh, these are the only two people I know. And this is all I know about them is this debate. You're really uninformed going into this. I mean, terribly uninformed. So thank you for that, Mary Lynn. Oh, let's go to Chris, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Big brother, how are you? Uh, I could be better. I just, I first, I, I want to stay first. I hope everything's uh, fine with you and the uh, family. Yeah, things are going pretty well, uh-huh. actually. We had a nice, pleasant weekend. That's great. Okay, Ryan, I, when I, I called you last week, you know, and I uh, ended my call, I heard you, you hadn't heard from me for a while. So yeah. I've been dealing with, I've been dealing with some big baggage, man. I'll, I try not to be too long, but, uh, Back on February, around February 18th, I was on the way to uh, the PNG plant in North St. Louis. I just crossed 157. This was about 11:30 in the morning, and this trailblazer crossed the grassy median on up the highway. I was heading west, and for some reason, I don't know, the guy was texting or whatever, and there was no cable in that area. It's you know maybe an area about a, about 100 120 feet. The guy crosses the median and hits my Lexus, and it just it turned around a little bit. I mean, it wasn't head on. And then this bimbo in the uh, Dodge Durango, I guess, was following a little too close. She hit me. I, my car went a little sideways, so she proceeded to hit my uh, 
my Lexus on the back uh, quarter panel and dented my uh, tire in. And unfortunately, both did not have insurance and, uh, you know, whoopee. And uh, it deployed my right airbag, so that rendered the car totaled, so. Uh, you know, we only have one car in the household, Ryan, and it it sucks me. It sucks royally, and I'm wait, just, so I'm trying I'm trying to find you, a job. Um, close, so close what happens home. with your insurance company? So your your insurance company covers when the other people aren't insured. I yeah. Well, I have the general, uh, Ryan. I did. I only had liability. If I had had full coverage, I would have another vehicle weeks ago. I would, oh, I would have another vehicle. Yeah. But because well, of economics, you, man, they just the full coverage is not cheap. Yeah, I know. So, well, you're living on the Illinois side. Yeah, unfor- yeah unfortunately, that, there ain't a lot that of probably good makes that's it happened over here, right? Well, well, yeah. let me point yeah. out too. Did uh, are you going to take them to court? I mean, do you have their IDs? Do you know who they are? The ones that hit you? I have the information from the, the police report, and my my daughter has their their addresses on my on her uh, laptop. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just frustrated. Well, I talked, I talked to Brad Young one night uh, a few, a few weeks ago when you were gone. Yeah. And he gave me the Illinois lawyer to talk to, and the guy, the guy called me back. But yeah. I, unfortunately, man, since there was no bodily injury involved, it looks look like it's, it's going to be that way with most attorneys. No bodily injury involved. They, they don't even bother with it. Well, what's your um, what's your car worth? Your Lexus. My sister, that, that's what uh, hurts to me even more. My sister bought it for me. It was about a about a thirty five hundred dollar car. Okay, so you should probably be within something you can take to a small claims court. You should probably be within that limit where you can probably just take them straight to small claims, the value of the car directly. I don't. You might not. Uh, you know, pain and suffering and things you couldn't get in small claims, but you know, at least the value of the car, you'd probably make a pretty strong case for. Right. Well, yeah. I I haven't, I don't know, given up entirely, Ryan, man, but uh, I might, that's something I might consider. It, it's going to take a long time because the, the wheels of justice just, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, With COVID, so everything being slowly. back ordered. It's terrible. Exactly. Being back ordered. Exactly. Uh, are, you in, so. are you hurt? Like, are you actually in uh, hurt for, through this? No, I didn't. Um, no, Ryan, I, no, no one got in the ambulance and, you know, left with the ambulance and the ambulance and arrived and, uh, I refused, uh, medical attention. I was okay. My, you know, my back has an occasional pain, but that's just mostly from the work I've done. But, uh, I wasn't, um, you know, uh, I didn't have an airbag deploying my face or just, you know, like I, I got, hit on my side, but it's, you know, on, you know, bodily wise, I didn't get hit, but, uh, but anyway, um, it's, you know, my, my daughter needs her car for uh, work and I'm, I'm, thank God for her. I would really be up. We'd really be up the Creek if she wasn't working. So I it's, see. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Bad so, news. Uh, that's, well, well, what about your I, job? I, I mean, uh, so what goes on with that? I mean, I, are you I, not I, working I, at all? That's correct. I, I quit about, well, it's going on about three weeks ago. I, I worked on a weekend, and Monday morning I called my supervisor, and he he knew leading up to it when I told him. Yeah. I, I 
I, you know, they knew about my car accident. So, uh, you know, I don't have a GoFundMe account or any, you know, just <laughs> anybody help me out with it. I don't want to sound so pathetic here, uh, brother, but man, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's frustrating hell, as hell, Ryan. And, uh, I, um, I, I, you know, I pray and I just, uh, um, you know, I'm not the most faithful Catholic, but I just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to hold out some hope and, uh, be, be, uh, eternally uh, a little bit optimistic, but man, it's, uh, well, your, uh, your, your car gets, uh, you, you know, you, you take your, you tend to take uh, your vehicle for granted until you really need it, man. And yeah, uh, no it's, kidding. That's, that's the way it goes. So that's, yeah. uh, that's well, what I hate thing. to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. I, I just, that's, that's why you hear me off and on. I just, just get so frustrated. It's just hard to get my thoughts together sometimes. But I, I always listen to you, man. I, it's your, my, the radio's right on my bed and, uh, I, I, Sometimes I've fallen in and out of sleep, but I, I hear the lion's share of your show, so it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, hate to hear this uh, update here with uh, everything else that's going down, and it's not it's no fun, but I hope you get back on your feet here soon enough. I hope you get things turned around, and, you know, the transportation thing is pretty difficult. I You know, I, that's, I would just take them to small claims court, and I know it would take forever because the courts are so backed up based on COVID or whatever. But right. last time I checked, it was like a hundred bucks to bring up a small claims case. It sounds like the police report would show that they're at fault and it would make it pretty easy for you to prove they didn't have insurance, which they should have paid for. And, I mean, all yeah, of these things, exactly. it sounds like it, they're responsible for. So, I mean, to me, that seems pretty easy. Um, it's just trying to get in front of a in front of a judge in these cases. Now, keep in mind, these small claims court cases are mostly like lawyers that are volunteering their time it's not like you're getting in front of a giant you know judge that gets you on the docket and you know for the most part uh they try to move these things through pretty quickly because it's not what you're it's not like a regular type of court because you know you're suing for you know not multi-millions of dollars it's not something that takes a you know giant law firm and a ton of preparation it's just you going in and trying to show your grievance to someone that'll listen to it and you know they try to do that in a timely fashion but it might be worth well, there's it there's no doubt you, you, about it but Get that car. Oh, you know, if that gets you back on your feet, that's very important. I, I think that would be worth it. Well, in the meantime, Ryan, I'm I'm just I'm trying to find out a job here within a few miles of home where I can even uh, bike to work, man. I just uh, some something I can do, but uh, that bike was, that, to work. Well, well, I'd be willing to. I'd be willing to do that because I that was. The, North, the Procter & Gamble plant was 22 miles uh, there and back, so I was going 44 miles a day. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, nice but to uh, find something closer. But it was a real slap in the face. I'll, I'll leave you with this. That guy in the Trailblazer, when he had stopped and I, you know, my car would stop that, you know, the, the incident, he turns around and just drives away. I mean, luckily, I mean, somebody got his, uh, uh, read his, his license plate, but man, I just, it's, uh, why these idiots are on the road. I it just, it's terrible. Uh, I, yeah. Well, I'm going to yeah. keep listening and, uh, you keep up the good work, buddy. Well, thank you. Good to hear from you. And thanks for giving us an update. Have a great rest of the night. Yeah. It's not easy to have a great night when, you know, things like that happen to you and you're still sitting and thinking about those things. It's hard to move past those. It really is. It's difficult to move past these type of times in your life when 
you've been wronged and you know you've been wronged. And on top of that, someone else wronging you makes your life a whole lot harder when it shouldn't have to be that way. And it is tough. Yeah, I, I wish I knew more about the law, but it's, to me, it sounds like if they total your car and they don't have insurance and your insurance doesn't cover it, normally what you would do is you'd sue your own insurance company if they decide not to cover it. But if that's the case, you got the you know, the, the lowest you can possibly legally have and they don't cover someone else's that's uninsured. I don't even know what the state mandate is. You know what? It might even be worth looking into in Illinois if that's something that has to be covered um, under state mandate, but probably not. But either way, small claims court seems to be the way to go. And then hopefully as long as you can get that car back, it's something. Um, and then from there on, they fled from the scene. The police have their information. It doesn't look good for them. That not, If you can get a car, that changes everything. It really does. I wonder if there's anything you can do working from home, too. I wish there was that type of easy thing to do, but so many people are working from home anymore. But then again, I don't know what you would be able to do, what your uh, skill set is. But, man, it just seems like that's the one thing that you need to get things back up and running. Well, thanks for sharing that, Chris. You know, if someone has some recommendations, I guess they can call in. Unsolicited advice, <laughs> 314-436-7900. When we come back, I do want to take a look at this video Ted Cruz made, and I also want to play Lindsey Graham. He uh, was over the weekend at the border, along with Ted Cruz and someone else. They've been showing just how bad things have gotten down there. And Lindsey Graham comes in and tells it exactly like it is. So I want to do that for you coming up. A look at your weathers coming up, too. This is Overnight America, KMOX. So Ted Cruz took a video of a facility down on the southern border. Things are looking really bad. I mean, really bad. In fact, um, some of the different senators and people in Congress that were given that opportunity to check out the facility, it was so bad that apparently Biden officials asked those members of the Senate to delete the photos of the border facilities. And they're afraid of that information getting out there. Let me point out a few things. Um, on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace, Fox News Sunday, Jen Psaki was asked about this because even Chris Wallace, who, you know, I don't mind Chris Wallace. I don't have a problem with him. I know some listeners do. Some people think that uh, he is on Fox News, but he's not conservative enough. They just don't like him in general. I don't really have a problem with him. I don't think he's all that bad. But I will point out that over the weekend, he pointed out to Jen Psaki you guys are not transparent at all when it comes to this border. And he is absolutely right. Jen, these kids are living in these conditions now. They're not living in these conditions some indeterminate time from now when the president says everything will be fixed. So why not allow reporters and camera crews in on a pool basis safely to take pictures and show the American people what's happening in those Border Patrol facilities right now? Chris, we're absolutely committed to that. The president's committed to that. I'm committed to that. Secretary Mayorkas is committed to that. Just last week, we had a pool camera, including a, allowing providing footage to Fox News just last week into the shelters. We want to provide uh, access into the Border Patrol facilities. We are mindful of the fact that we are in the middle of a pandemic. We want to keep these kids safe, keep the staff safe. But we, we are absolutely committed to transparency and providing access to media to the Border Patrol facilities. And we're working to get that done as soon as we can. All right, so let me just point out real quick before you hear the follow-up. Here's one of her tells when she's telling a fib. So this is what she says. We, we gave you the footage, Fox News. 
when she says that, or remember during one of her press conferences a few weeks back, I think I gave it to you specifically exactly what you asked. Now, Chris Wallace actually calls her out on these shenanigans because we know we know there's a difference between looking at some sort of administrative building versus where the people that are entering the country illegally are being detained. There's a big difference between, you know, kids in cages versus office space, you know? So if you take pictures, oh, here's what the here's what it looks like over here, but really, you know what we want to see. We want to see how bad things actually are where people are being detained. We want to know where the minors are being detained and what it looks like inside. Is it packed to the rafters? So Chris Wallace calls her out on that. But just to clarify, Jen, uh, that you allowed a camera crew in to see the HHS facilities. What we're talking about here are Mm -hmm. the border patrol facilities, the detention cells, the, the, you know, these, there is a law that they, let me just finish, that they are not allowed to be there for more than 72 hours. Many of them are there for 10 days. At this point, in terms of allowing access to border patrol facilities for reporters, you are being less transparent than the Trump administration. Oh, as the commercials would say, whoop, there it is. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that one for Geico where they bring tag team in to scoop the ice cream or whatever. Whoop, there it is. That's commercial runs on a constant loop. But I got to say, it's very entertaining. But that's exactly what Chris Wallace did. Just called out the shenanigans. And here's the thing. If this was if this was the Trump administration right now, You'd have CNN and MSNBC uh, going wall to wall, crazy, losing their minds about this problem. But when it's five times worse, when it's 10 times worse, when it's just it's so ridiculously bad right now, for whatever reason, you know, they'll dip their toe in there and they'll give it like a couple of minutes, if that or on the nightly news, like the Cuomo scandals, if for whatever reason, oh, they'll take 20 seconds to lay out the latest with Cuomo, they'll definitely treat the two administrations differently. They love them some Joe Biden. So it's very difficult for them. So they try to minimize the damage. But let me bring this up real quick. So actually at one of these facilities, you weren't, I guess they weren't allowed to film these things, but Ted Cruz decided to bring out a cell phone camera. And this is the interaction. Please respect, please give dignity to the people. Please give dignity to the people. So you worked for the commissioner, your senior advisor. You were hired two weeks ago, and you're instructed to ask us to not have any pictures taken here. Please respect the people. Because the, the political rules. leadership at DHS does not want the American people to know it. Please respect the rules. You keep sir. standing in, in front of the pictures, Please so you don't want the, the pictures rules. taken. The rules are arbitrary. Let me just tell you this. So they're walking through this hallway, and on their right hand side, apparently, this is what it looks like in the video. I'll just kind of describe it. There are these giant windows, essentially. So you're walking down the hallway, giant windows, and you're able to look in at people that are being detained inside of this facility. And what you don't see is a floor. All you see is what looks like aluminum foil, these type of foil blankets that they give to the detainees that are there. All you see is foil everywhere. There is no floor space in this thing. It's it's just you look, 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 foil, 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 foil. That's what is being filmed here and she keeps stepping in front of Ted Cruz's cell phone as he's showing this and she's trying to say please give them dignity the funny thing about all of this is that if there was some dignity that was being upheld here if there was actually some dignity um, they wouldn't be handling it this way so they want to give you this impression that it's a you know um, there's dignity everywhere you look look around it's definitely not there
rules are arbitrary and they're designed the to keep the American the people, people in the dignity dark. and respect. That's all we ask. Well, dignity no, it's and not. respect. You're asking, is this please, dignity and respect? Look at these people. Please give there, dignity and pandemic. respect to the people. Let, let me ask, ask you. There, there's a I pandemic. I respectfully ask you, sir. There is a pandemic. Is this respecting the rights of these I kids? I ask you. Please Are you respecting the, the rights of these this kids? This is not a zoo, sir. Please don't treat the people. You're right. And this is wow. a dangerous these, place. Please don't treat the and people. And these talking points. These here's the script to stick to. It is so phony. It is so propaganda. I mean, this is exactly what it is. This is like China propaganda. This is how bad things are getting from the Biden administration. I, this is what it sounds like. It sounds like state run propaganda from the people that are trying to hide these things, administrators in the Biden administration. This is really bad. I mean, really, really bad. And Lindsey Graham, all credit to him. I wanted to play this for you. He lays it all out. Here's the problem with the southern border. Just very quickly, instead of asking a Republican or a Democrat, why don't you ask the people in charge of policing the border what the problem is? Rather than making a political statement and a question, why don't you walk right over there and ask the guy, what the hell happened? We got a chart. I'll give it to you. This was June right here. See this spike? It was big. What did Trump do? He told Mexico, we're going to put tariffs on all your products unless you allow us to have asylum seekers stay in Mexico. What happened? It went down to a 45-year low because nobody's going to pay $20,000 to come to Mexico and wait for four years. The day the first plane load of kids went back to Central America, the unaccompanied minor problem went to a 45-year low. So why don't you do your job as a reporter and ask the professionals what the hell has happened in the last couple of months? And they will tell you. They told the Biden administration, if you do what you're planning, we're going to lose control of the border. They were right. I want to know who they told, and I want those people to be held accountable. I'm not going to give this up. I voted for every comprehensive immigration bill that's ever come out of the United States Senate. It is impossible for me to sit down with Dick Durbin and negotiate any solution to people already here because if you legalize one person until you fix this problem, you're going to have a human tsunami. Wow. And it continues to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I got to tell you, Lindsey Graham... Perfect. Uh, the problem that I hear, and I just got to be a little cynical in this. How many times have we heard, we're going to find out who's responsible for this. And we're going to hold them accountable and no accountability ever happens ever, ever. <sighs> you know, Project Veritas dropped something too. I'm going to play this for you. I don't know if you can understand it, but let me play it one quick thing because what they do is they try to mask the witness's voice to give you, you know, the impression that, okay, we do have a witness, here they are, but we don't want you to know who they are. They want to be kept anonymous, but they want to tell their thing. So uh, uh, this person has worked at the southern border, they said 10 years, so that's under three different administrations, first with uh, President Obama, then President Trump, now President Biden. And he said just how the different encounters have worked. And one of the giant significant increases right now, criminal aliens with sex-related offenses. They say that by looking at the numbers, we've already had more encounters uh, sex offender encounters in the year 2021 in the first, what, January, February, March, first three or four months than we've had all of last year. It is really, really bad in that, too. So let's see. In this document, it says that criminal aliens with sex-related offenses 
are attempting to re-enter the U.S. in record numbers during the pandemic, likely due to unstable economic situations. It goes on to show some figures that show we're only five months into the fiscal year uh, of 2021, but there's already 214 of these encounters, sex offender encounters, compared to the yearly total last year, which was 154. It's a pretty big difference. Um, you sure these numbers are accurate? I would probably say they're underreported. All the records of the criminal aliens and sex offenders that we arrest now, they all have been previously deported from the United States for committing these crimes in the United States. Okay, so if you didn't hear that, he says, I believe they're underreported because we haven't been able to catch all of them. Not good. Not good at all. And uh, I'm looking at some of the text messages that came in. Um, yes, yeah, there are huge differences between how the two administrations have handled the southern border. And the way Lindsey Graham pointed it out, once you said you're going to be held accountable for this, then there was a big drop in record drops. It was pretty clear that when you have consequences for your actions and we're going to try to keep things in a lawful manner, then they got the message. And then when the message was, hey, we're going to have someone that's in the administration that's going to be granting amnesty in the future. We better get over while we can. Then they come in massive numbers. And they continue to come in massive numbers. And it's so overwhelming on the southern border. Keep in mind, you remember during the Trump administration, the whole idea was we need to build more facilities and we need to make sure we could process quicker. So we got to send more judges down to the southern border. Here's the thing. The goal wasn't we're just going to let you into the country. We're not going to have a court date set for you. And then we'll just say on the honor system, one day you'll have to go back or we'll hunt you down. And, you know, wink, wink. One day we'll, you'll have to come back. Wink, wink, wink. That's the Biden administration policy. And look how that's working out. It's pretty clear that what Biden's doing is not working and it's getting worse. And when you can go down to a southern facility and you look around and they stand in front of the camera and yell at you like you're the one that's the problem for documenting this, then, you know, their their propaganda game is pretty strong right about now. You have to look past that. We'll take a break. This is Overnight America KMOX. Driven by the Bomberito Automotive Group. The voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. So there's just a couple of other things I wanted to get to this hour, and then we'll be hooking up with our friends in Canada next hour. It's always fun when we get time to do that. So a couple of headlines. Where should I go first? How about this one? Uh, Fox Business. Biden administration working with industry to develop COVID-19 passports as vaccinations progress. And more and more people getting those vaccinations, one and two, and it's becoming more readily available. So the availability in a local area may be increasing. There may be more times available, which is uh, good news. There's other vaccines still in the pipeline. So there could be maybe even easier vaccines to take. But right now you still have to take the two. Unless it's a Johnson and Johnson, there's a lot of people objecting uh, to Johnson and Johnson based on what the the uh, how they developed it. And if you don't know about that, just do a quick search. And even the Catholic Church here in St. Louis put a letter out regarding their use of uh, aborted fetuses in the making of this vaccine. So you can see that for yourself. But I know a lot of people get the Pfizer, Moderna, 
Don't know much about the AstraZeneca, if that'll be coming out anytime soon. It seems like they should have been approved by now, but some people are a little bit leery based on what some other countries are going through. But for the most part, it looks okay. It's a hit or miss, but based on the other two that are readily available right now, I think that taking the two shot, it's becoming easier and easier. So what's the next step? Are you going to have to prove that you have been vaccinated in order to do certain things? So this is what we're starting to see from certain lawyers asking these questions. Does this amount to discrimination? So are you being discriminated against if you are asked to, number one, take the vaccine in order to get something that anyone else could get? And number two, to show it at any given time in order to get something that anyone else would be able to get. So is that a discrimination factor? So wh- where does that take it? Where, what kind of exemptions are, can they have exemptions? So it says, along with private technology and travel companies, the Biden administration is working to develop credentials. I guess they would be somewhat of a digital passport or something, showing proof of vaccinations as individuals and businesses emerge from the lockdown. Airline and business groups have been lobbying the White House to take the lead, setting the standard for health passes. Um, They believe this would avoid the hodgepodge of regional credentials, something else along those lines. Uh, I don't like the idea. I I don't think this is necessary to have some sort of national digital credential that you're going to have to walk around with and scan and show if you want to get into some place. I really don't see that as being necessary at all. And how bad is it that the whole idea of you getting the vaccination shot is to help your immunity to this virus, just like you would get the flu shot, for example. It doesn't mean that you're immune to sickness, period, but it means that it makes you less susceptible. And if you do get it, it's not as bad. So if you're getting a shot, two of them, and then we're already trying to figure out if we'll need boosters next year, which I'm guessing there probably be some booster situation. How bad is it that you can get this thing, protect yourself, and then you have to go out and prove it Um, Does getting the shot stop the transmission of this per se? The answer is maybe. I mean, if you're not carrying the virus, that's a good thing. But what happens if this makes you more asymptomatic and you don't know you have it? Um, Or better yet, what if you're carrying the virus and let's say a dirty mask or something or whatever, and you touch something else and you spread it that way if it's not airborne or whatever, there's other ways you can do it. How does that help things then? But the whole idea is that you vaccinating yourself protects you. Thus, you don't need the passport to prove to everyone else that you have it. Otherwise, it's the government or anyone else checking in. What, for your own good, for your own protection? Do they need to do that? And I, I want to go back into what Rand Paul said, Dr. Rand Paul. In many ways, a lot of this is theater. So is this passport theater? I don't know too many people that would want to walk around and have to prove this thing anywhere else. I don't think it's necessary. I really don't. Uh, Do you think a passport is necessary? I'm doubt. I'm doubting you do. Here's uh, another story. Former CDC chief says, quote, most likely, end quote, cause of coronavirus is that it escaped from a lab. I haven't heard this in a long time. It's been a while since we've talked about it or just in general, how this came out of China and Wuhan in particular. When the virus first started, we were very much interested in the origin of this. We were able to track it back to Wuhan. We know that the Chinese government did a terrible job uh, and a disservice to the world by hiding it as long as they did. I don't trust them one bit that they thought they can contain this thing and it would, you know, oh, we don't have to worry about it. 
they knew for sure as many people travel in and out of China, we're talking billions and billions of people in a country like that, likely to easily spread this around. And keep in mind, a lot of times they're living close quarters to each other. I know China is a pretty large country, but still some of these population in these areas have really close quarters and, you know, not the most sanitary. Have you seen some of videos of these wet markets? It's not good. It's pretty terrible. In fact, uh, I don't think I would, find myself ever going to a wet market. So we learn a lot about the Chinese culture, what wet markets are and what goes into it and, you know, all of these things. And then we learn more about the region in Wuhan. And we got a lab in Wuhan. Oh, that's uh, suspicious, right? Oh, there's other things that have come from there. And then people started wondering, you know, was this man-made? Was this out of the lab? Was this an accident? What was it? And, you know, honestly, did we ever get a finite answer on that? Part of the problem is when you have the World Health Organization looking into it and you know that they already favor China because they were already running defense for them in the past and not giving the full story about what was going on in the country and then uh, going out to the rest of the world and vouching for them when really, no, they shouldn't have been vouched for. You want to talk about taking a scientific approach. You got to be real forthcoming with these things, spreading of viruses. And look at how this went all across the world. Pretty terrible, huh? Will they be held accountable for this? Will we know the true answer? Or are they too afraid to say, well, in fact, we don't need to know the science of this one. Irrelevant. It might lead to more discrimination. Is that what they're going to try to pull on this? So uh, Dr. Robert Redfield is the former director for the CDC, told CNN he believes the coronavirus originally escaped from the lab in Wuhan, China, but it's too early to know for sure and investigations are ongoing, which is fine. He can say what he believes. I think this is what happened, but they're still investigating it. That's a good way to approach it. They should still investigate this. His comments sparked a debate. It said, quote, I am the, uh, the point of view that I still think the most likely pathogen in Wuhan is from a laboratory, you know, escaped. He said to Dr. Sanjay, Sanjay Gupta during an interview that was taped a few months ago in January, finally aired in, on Sunday. So this is pretty old. Why were they holding on to this? for two plus months says that uh, other people don't believe that that's fine. Science will eventually figure it out. It's not unusual for respiratory pathogens that are being worked on in a laboratory to infect the laboratory worker. And maybe that's how it got out there. It might not have been intentional. I mean, I don't think he's saying it's intentional. Maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe the investigation will bring that out, but it would be nice to know. And if anything, Wuhan, China is pretty much given. That's the origin site. It's not a good look for China, the way they hit it, the politics that were played with the World Health Organization and all these other countries that enabled them. And to think if we would have had the best information to begin with, what would have changed with us? What would we have done differently or any other country for that matter? Now, those European countries got hit hardest first because they were right through that wave as it started to move across that continent. Could have been different. Maybe it could have been different with them, even if you don't trust Donald Trump and the way that he handled things. who definitely would have been different in those European countries. So, hey, no reason to uh, try to hide or at least give credit to China. They are due no credit. Another hour of Overnight America coming up right after the break. We'll hook up with our friends in Canada. Looking forward to that, too. It's Overnight America KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.